Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name's David Tomlinson and with me tonight is Mr. David Pollock. Hello, David. How are you? I'm good, Dave. Yep. And Andrew, how are we doing? All is well. The football's back. The real football's back. So, well, it will be back on Sunday at 12 o'clock. So, we've managed to, uh, you know, bear up, you know, for during the a rather mind-numbingly boring uh, <laughs> international break. I mean, I... I, I I just kind of give a lip service when it passes me by, but I, I don't really sit down and watch any of these games. But I'll be sitting down at 12 o'clock on Sunday. There's no doubt about that. So bring it on. That's for sure. Um, I'll, I might still have a bit of sore head when I'm when I'm watching it right enough because I'm going out on Saturday night. So that might be a... It might, it, because of it's a narrowly kick-off, obviously, I would have preferred a really kick-off, to be honest with you. And the other guest tonight is Andrew, young Andrew, as we call him. How are you, young Andrew? Yeah, I'm fine. You know, uh, just getting on with it. The sooner Sunday comes, the better. Um, missing the jurors. Um, you know, it's still an away game. We're not fortunate enough to get a ticket to it. Um, so, need to wait till next week for Europe to return. Uh, buzzing. Can't wait. Okay, then I should have said it at the beginning, of course. We are now live on Facebook, Twitter, and um, uh, YouTube. And for £1 a month, you can join our club and get extra news articles, uh, extra shows. We've got one about the, the Premier League show. So you get that for £1 a month. So it's, it's quite cheap for, for the content that you get. Anyway, moving on to tonight, David, it really upsets me that when you listen to their annual general meeting, there's questions about Rangers in it. Now, I heard you and Colin talking about it on the news this morning, and the, the guy Doherty saying something about a penalty to Rangers, and i seen on, on the... On, Today on the press, even in the press in general, Dave, during the winter thing, I've seen on that, and I will put up this. This in the, in the front page, or back page of the of the record, 
it's, it's just getting worse than a joke. I mean, the, the negative press we've had, Dave, during the international has just been absolutely shocking. And then their whole um, annual general meeting, all about the Rangers. What do you think? Dave, to be perfectly honest, I think I would be disappointed if Rangers didn't get a mention at their AGM. You know, I think it's it just keeps them, you know, concerned about Rangers. You know, the foaming at the mouth. I think Peter Lawwell is probably one of the few guys in the world who hates Celtic fans as much as we do. <laughs> really, <laughs> because uh, he's a. Uh, the shit that he takes from that lot, which uh, I think they, they deserve one another. It's really, uh, I think it's quite comical. I, I'm, some of the questions that they, uh, their AGM is just, just off the scale nuts. <laughs> it really is. They're asking about Israel and, <laughs> and Palestine, you know. And I, really, I mean, what are the directors supposed to say? Are you, you know, we'll be over there just as soon as we've got the, the penalty to Rangers thing sorted. We'll be straight over to the Middle East. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers, <laughs> one and all. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Was it last year they were, they were on about this P42 rule or something like that, or whatever it's, I can't remember the, the, the letters now, but it was some rule that they tried to, to get Europe, the UEFA to, to banish from Europe or something like that. It's just, it's just absolutely crazy. Oh, I think if their AGM, I'm, I'm, I would infiltrate their AGM if they ever stopped mentioning Rangers to get it back on the agenda. <laughs> yeah, I heard you saying this morning, Dave, you're actually start, starting to quite like the, the Sevco uh, stuff because uh, uh, they, uh, they missed out on it. They didn't kill us. What's the fact? They didn't uh, get 10 in a row. And that was the two things that I, they were really, really set out to do. So they didn't do it. <laughs> I, I, I love it up. I just wind them up, you know. The, the inconsistencies, you know, the hypocrisy of the world, you know, and, and tie themselves in knots, you know, trying to, you know, get, get the Sevco thing. It, it's I find it quite funny. To be honest. I mean, it was uh, well, obviously is just uh, he's actually done us a favour there, um, you know, because you know he's the first time Bobby seen but since John Gregg handled it in the box was the headline. I mean, does that mean that you just told your own support that we're still the same club then? That's nice. That's that's really nice of you, Mister Bowell. Um, that was, uh, you'll be composing the emails as we speak. You know, to Lowell, point this out to him, and how he's an absolute traitor to the cause. <laughs> just, just a special mention on that 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 newspaper with, with Mister Shinny in the top left. I see on Twitter today something with the his nose. You can smell a Cindy roast on a Wednesday with that that thing. <laughs> uh, 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 I just wanted to get that. I seen it on Twitter today. It gave me a good laugh. Um, so. I can't remember who it was, but credit to whoever it was, it was a good one. Yeah, I mean, we had we, we talked about it, David, in the news at the weekend, uh, Monday, I think it was Tuesday. Um, the, that pyro thing, the pyrotechnic thing, it's been happening with every club, but as soon as Rangers do it, and yeah, I mean, and it was really heavy pyro show, let's, let's be honest about it, but why does it take Rangers to do it before it hits all the newspapers and it hits all the the the, the UEFA or the, the the SFA and the FPL and UEFA and FIFA and it's all about the Rangers. It's because the Rangers fans do it better than they do. That's it's, it's envy that's driving this. <laughs> yeah. 
what, which was your view on the pyrotechnic, uh, Andrew? I haven't really. I've heard, I know Davies' view quite a lot, but I've, I haven't heard you on it. Uh, I just uh, the one thing that I say for especially with refereeing decisions as well is consistency. And you've got politicians coming out and saying, "Oh, it's it's horrible," blah 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 blah. Then you, there's always a tweet. There's always a tweet. Go back in his timeline and Liverpool get the pyro party up in Anfield. This is brilliant. This is football. And it's like, well, you can't have it right one way and then they'll have it right the other. It's got to be the same. You've got to be consistent. It's either all good or it's all bad. You can't sit on the fence in that, in that kind of debate. And that's that's the that's the thing that there's, there's the frustration there is that because it's Rangers, that's when it decides that it's not allowed. Oh, it's horrible. It's bad for the game. It's dangerous. That's when it, it kicks in. Um I mean, I, I can understand that. I can understand both sides, but I'm I'm not the one making the decisions. I'm not the one saying. I'm not broadcasting my, what I think about it. These people have got the on social media. They're in the papers. They're politicians. You know, they have the spotlight, and they're just using it to basically just say bad things about Rangers. So it's just like mm, it's not worth the time. Just- I mean, they, they even make up stories. Remember the story about the, the, the cup final where we were supposed to be walking along the, the road kicking kicking hell out of police cars and and it was all just made up crap. Uh, I can't remember the female's name that, that, that reported it all. But it was just proven that it, that it was all crap. There was, was guys walking along with their kids and there was they were nowhere near. Police, police uh, vehicles are... Well, obviously, there's over, everywhere there's police vehicles in these days. But they never touched them. It was just all made up crap. Anyway, let's get away from that because it's a bit boring. Uh, although it's, it's good to, to noise them up about it, it is a bit boring, really. According to Sports Digital, Red Van Yelmes' agent will meet with Rangers manager Philip Clement and the club officials in coming days as a 22-year-old Turkish left back weighs up his future because of lack of game time. Now, I'll come to you on this one first, uh, Andrew, what's uh, would would what's your what what you do with think? Do you think Red Redmond's cut out to be a Rangers player, or or do you, do you think oh I hope he gets as a transfer? Um, my kind of views on it since Redman came in is that at the left back spot goes to whoever the trains are hardest plays the best, and for a while it's been hard to tell, but it's been because both of them have been woefully injured. The injury problems that Borna and Redvan have had has been comical, but I suppose that just runs across all levels of a club at the moment, especially if you look at the last two seasons. Um, Redvan, when he has played, has looked really talented. He's on the ball, he's confident, he can make those, those tricky wee plays. He's something different to Borna. Um, but that's the issue, is that he gets injured, Borna comes back in, and he, Borna, when he, when he is good, he's brilliant. Um he is that confidence player. I think everybody knows that by now. And if you've not, have you actually been watching Rangers for the last what, three, four years? Um, he, when he is confident, he's unstoppable. His crosses are superb. They're pinpoint, um, like you know, a lovely chip shot and golf. But then he goes and gets injured. But the issue is, when Bond has been injured, Redfan's not been fit either, or he's just been coming back from an injury. And because you've only got two real first team left backs. I don't think either of them, when they get brought back in with the other one being injured, is actually at 100% because they need to be rushed back. So I, I, I think it's just been that conundrum of injury crisis that we've had this year. 
Is he a good player? Is he a quality player? Is he someone that we can maybe sell on for a nice fee in the future? Yes, but he needs to stay fit so that we can prove and say, look at he did in this game, look what we did in that game, look at the stats. We want this amount of money. But if you're not playing those games, we can't demand a fee. Has he showed it in your eyes, Dave? Are you are you a Red Van fan or are you in uh, yeah? I mean I mean I think Galatasaray are wanting them. So I think we might make profit on him. What do you I think? Would, I would I mean I think he's not a bad player, to be honest. You know, the bits I've seen of him, he's technically very good, quite a good player. His physical presence is, is possibly the biggest weakness. You know, Scottish football is for hammer throwers. So he's certainly not one of those. Uh, I don't think my, my own assessment of Ridvan Yilmaz is that we just we haven't had our money's worth. We haven't had value from the amount of money that we're forked out for this guy. He should be contributing more. He should be an absolute, you know, first name in the team sheet type player. Because you know the, the the money that we've laid out on this guy, and I just don't see him playing it at the level that we expected. Uh, he's not a bad player, but I I would I expected more. That would be my my summary. If Galatasaray are prepared to match, you know what we paid for him, I would do it in a New York minute. I would. One thing I would say, just coming back in on Redvan, is he's still only twenty two. He's still quite a young lad. I think he's still got. A- shed load of games to play in his career you know lots of experience still to get to gain whether or not it's the Rangers is the question that if it's to believe that, that Clement and his agent are going to have to have a chat about um, we be the first player that let's say Tur- you know, let's say Turkish because obviously his dad was a big star in Turkey um, but I'm, I'm feeling Yanis Hadji vibes about Midvan um, I feel like he will go somewhere else if he does go in and he'll prove that he's a good player, but only time will tell. The one big worry about me is, is yeah, as David said, the physical side of it. At the back post, we've seen against Shankland how uh, how poor he was in defending the back post. From, from a, 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 I don't, Shankland's not even that tall, I don't think, uh, but he's obviously reasonable at heading the ball and his timing is good. And get Yelmaz. Although I don't really blame Yilmaz totally for that goal because in the build up to it there was there was a lot of other mistakes that were made that, that should have been cut out long before. So anyway, yeah, Yilmaz, I'm afraid uh, I would be quite happy to sell him, hopefully with a bit of profit and bring in another. I mean gonna get on to it, Dave. There's other Scottish players out there that I think could fill in as fullback. Who? Who would name one? Who would be a decent left back? I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I would be a, Adam Devine would be his filled in at left back and, and, and did very well. So, but I think maybe uh, we, we, we would just have to get through this season with Borna uh, with a view to recruiting, you know, a proper left back. Dijon Sterling's also been mentioned, you know, but I think. Doig has been mentioned quite a lot, Dave. Yeah, but I think we that we're going to have to pay uh, through the nose for that. Um, looking at something, you know, a bit better value. So I think I would give Adam Devine a wee run, and uh, because he's he stepped in. I know he's he's right footed, but you know it's not always the case that you know a left back particularly would be uh, 
I mean, Ben Davis has played left back. Could we uh, give him a punt? So, I mean, those are the options. I think we, we see Borna, see the season out. Borna will wave his bye-bye in the summer and uh, we just uh, target the recruitment. You know, m- maybe we should have a look in the, in the January transfer window. We've got a few priorities, you know, as, as, as I mentioned earlier, you know, before we started that, you know, what are our priorities for the January transfer window? You know, what, what positions do, do we need to strengthen on? And maybe left-back's one of them. Because I think if Red fans, uh, you know, angling for a move back to Turkey, then I'm, I'm quite willing to drive him to the airport. So if he's if he's stuck, but I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, well, welcome, Scott. By the way, the way I've just seen you sneaking in there the back door. <laughs> how are you? How are you doing? Eh? Aye, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Bit of a fast day at work and I rush home to get on. So apologies for my lateness. No problem. Well, you you did say you would be getting home a bit later anyway to us, so well welcome anyway. Um, yeah, Dave, you you talked about the priorities there. I'll I'll, I'll throw it directly on to Scott. Uh, obviously, you said a left back. If you look at the the, the game coming up, the European game again, uh, is it Arisol? Goldson's not going to be. Balogun's out. Um, if Suter's injured, we've only got Ben Davies. What are we going to do, Scott? Leon King. Obviously, young King as well, but young King, he's hardly, he's hardly kicked the ball for Rangers this season. Aye, aye, he's needs must, but we should have enough about us on the night to get the job done. Um, especially, we all want us all one. We definitely all want us all one. They've been up, they've been on Twitter bragging and stuff like that. That's one of their biggest results in their history, so they need putting put in a box next Thursday. 100% of players have got to be up for this. We're under new management now, we're playing a lot better. There's no any excuses not to get, get the job done. To be honest, the way your defence is at least to my concerns next Thursday because the attack should just go ahead and put three, four, or five past them. We really need to start putting teams like this in their place. Um, in terms of Ridvan, I, the only thing I can think of for le- your left back is is if we go and see one of the, see like a kind of Calvin Bassey type deal where we go down south and we get somebody one of the youth products or something that's kind of similar to Lovelace as well. And pre- you know, Joe Aribo, we've done it with previous transfers where it's paid off. Um, and we, we pay a cross-border fee in the summer. Hopefully you can maybe tempt the, the club into doing some business and you can get a knockdown price for a left-back. Otherwise, I think Gilmaz is a sellable asset. Um, is he really going to get you much? Is he going to get you your money back just now? Probably not. Probably not. The only sellable asset I feel we've got in the team just now is Yanis Hadji. Um, and we're not going to see any transfer fee for him until the summer, at least. Um, but left-back's a problem. A massive, massive problem for Rangers. If Borna gets injured, then we're stumped. And I don't rate Borna at the best of times. I think Borna should have been finished at Rangers last year, tail end of last year. Um, we're kind of stuck. Yilmaz has to get a physicality for a league. I've kind of came to that. Um, decision. I think he's a he's a much better left back in terms of going forward because he can play different types of passes and he's got a bit of pace about him and he can beat a man and different things like that. But the goal against the uh, Hearts, the, no, sorry, the goal Hearts scored against his Ibrox for Shanklin towers over the top with the boy. I mean, it's he's just not really got the physicality of the league. But then we've not seen him getting a run of games, so the jury's still out a wee bit. But 
I think it's um, I think it's time up. Well, they're not well not with position when it comes to left back because we've not got apart from the young boy Fraser, we've not got anybody else that's willing to step in. Davy, I know what you're saying about uh, divine, but you're looking for a, a, a bit of an actual balance coming on the left hand side. Um, divine would need to play as an inverted, so would Sterling. Um, Sterling's not that great at getting forward either. What about so, Yefeko? He's kind of played at left back. He's oh, kind of got that kind of. I want to see your fair coat centre back. Um, I just in the meantime, oh, I, I understand that. Yeah. But in terms of your fair coat left back, I mean, I think he played there against Morton and he offered next to nothing. And if he can't do it against Morton, he's not going to do it against Limassol or Celtic or Aberdeen or Hearts or Hibs. Or, that's only 45 minutes to like an hour he got at left back before they moved him in at centre back. I think he cleared one after line against Morton at centre back. Um, Left back's definitely a problem position that needs addressed ASAP. Yeah, well, obviously, in the immediate future, except for the Aberdeen game, obviously, on Sunday, obviously, the Arisol game for centre half is going to be a big, big uh, game to, 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 to miss a centre half. And I'm, I, I, people are not going to believe what I'm going to say here, but Andrew John Lundstrom, centre half. I know mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a blue moon outside. I've entered the twilight zone. Um, uh, and uh, he's, he's done it, but I wouldn't say that we should be. Uh, I, I, I liked it when, when he could switch in if he needed to, um, he, dropping from the kind of defensive midfielder into the, the centre back where necessary, but that was reacting to the, the flow of the game if we were under pressure. Um, I think that that should be our only time that we need to resort to having John at centre back. It's nice to have as as an option if completely necessary, but I wouldn't I'm screaming out for it to happen. No, well, it's, it's only for me. It's either him or King, and I don't know whether I don't know whether King. I, I, I've certainly seen King the last few games at under twenty one level. And he didn't impress me. He didn't. He was. He was playing in midfield, but yeah. he just didn't impress me at all. Um, Dave, moving on. There's one player being linked to a move back to Ibrox, and I will give you a hint. What do you think? Yeah, well, I am not sure on this one. I, I think in that Philip Clement is aware of Ryan Kate in that he tried to sign him for Bruges. So you would probably say, as I said, before, I think I said this in the morning show, the morning, Davy, was that there's a conversation to be held. I think if uh, Philip Clermont was minded to do this, then I would certainly go along with it. But it would be, uh, it's the manager's decision if he would want to pursue this or not, because he is aware of Ryan Kent, he knows Ryan Kent, and if he thinks that uh, Ryan Kent would could do a job for us, then then why not? Uh, it would it's certainly worth a chat, worth exploring, but I will not be crying in my beard if it doesn't come off. So Ryan had his chance. You know, last season, what did we get from Ryan Kent? Two tenths of fuck all. So, I mean, it would be really, really want to go down that road. Are there other winger options available that we could look at? But if Philip Clemon was, was minded to do it, then, you know, I wouldn't be holding it against him. That, that's pretty much my view. Scott, what do you think about Ryan Kent on the left wing and Seema on the right wing? 
Um, Is that, would, would, would that send shivers down the spines of other teams? I don't know. It depends what Ryan Kent you get, to be brutally honest with you. Um, there's an awful lot made of Kent the way he left at the tail end of last season. Like even at, in the last home game at Ibrox, when the, the players were doing a lot more on the way, didn't he? Even if he didn't sit, stick a pair of frogs on. Like he didn't put a suit on. He, didn't, he wasn't dressed. I mean, it just looked as if he was going out nipping out of his shop. Rangers are all about standards to me. Um, I get that we're moving on with times and stuff like that, but he didn't offer anything last season, Davey. He didn't, didn't really date for me at all. didn't offer much. Bill came in and tried to put him in the 10 position, and we got uh, some luck out of him, but whenever he's not half the player he was when he first came in. See, when he came in that loan deal and he was turned Celtic to shreds on his end, and then we got him in, he had a couple of good seasons, but it's like it's like everybody when you stay in a job too long, you can you can tend to get a wee bit fed up with it. Fed like these the players that come and play for Rangers are playing the same team four times a season. So Kent and me just looked a bit bored. He needed a new challenge. It wouldn't be for me to come back in. If he came in, I believe Clement would get a would get a tune out him. One hundred percent. Clement's got a tune out of Scott Wright. I don't mind seeing Scott Wright's name the team sheet now, so if the deal was right, and if he came in on like, a cut of his wages or something that suited Rangers, and come on thought he could get a deal, uh, and come on thought he could get a tune out him, then fine. But I'm not sitting on the edge of my chair about it. If you know what I mean, I'm not really looking for it to happen. But if it happened, then I would, I would sit back and see what kind of Ryan Kent we got back at the club. Now, there was another player mentioned to be going to be make a comeback today, Andrew, and that was, of course, uh, once I click the button, and I've got the wrong one. Oh, all of a sudden it's not working. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry, I'm doing the wrong thing. This one, Patterson. I yeah. think we've got more chance of buying Everton. Um, than we do of buying Nathan Patterson from Everton at the moment. I, I just don't see how we're going to pull that off. Um, do I like Nathan Patterson? Yes. Would I have liked to see him stay for longer at Rangers? Definitely, yes. Um, Rangers fan, you want to have guys like that in your team. But you look at the other side of the city as well. Kieran Tierney was brought up a Celtic fan, came through their youth, made the first team, and then got sold on. You don't, they're not going to get Tierney back. We're not going to get Patterson back. They've, they've, uh, they've, uh, we, if they've been at the top of, of the Rangers kind of bracket in terms of wages, they've gone into that prem bracket. They're getting paid more than we can pay two players put together. Um, would they love to see it? Yes, but I don't see it. I'm coming back to Rangers until the latter end of his career. Um, hopefully, he has a successful career in that. Going to big teams, win things, you know. Represent Scotland, but you know, put the, the good name of our club forward and say, you know, you developed at Rangers. So that that's all I think you can do. Um, I, I think it would be really difficult to 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 pull off unless Everton collapse significantly and they end up doing a a Naismith to Everton, a Naismith, uh, Everton when he left us. Um, if they go into some form of administration or whatever, I don't see that happening. Though. Yeah, um, Dave, I'm, I'm waving the big question to you. I've, I've sort of put it back. I was going to ask it earlier, but I'll put it back to you. Why 
okay, Rangers have to have this thing. We bring him back old players. Now I can Patterson, I can quite actually. Somebody said that they hadn't paid for him yet, so it wouldn't cost that much to bring him back. Uh, and, and actually, he's, he's probably part of, still part of our player. But why do Rangers have this thing about bringing back old players? I mean, if you talk about Morelos, there's a certain group that wants Morelos brought back, and this seems to be a thing through history that we want to bring back, and it's proved that it hardly ever works. Yeah, you'd think experience would have uh, would tell us that you know don't do this. It's it, because, as you've said, it very rarely works. Uh, so I'm trying to think of a, a, an instance where it has worked. I mean, Colin Steen, possibly. Stephen uh, Davis. Stephen Davis. Yeah, it took him a while when he came back. I think Davis came back originally on that loan. It took him a good few games to kind of get back into the yeah. McGregor yeah. as well. So there yeah. have been occasions, you know, where it's, it's we've done all right out of it, but uh, there's lots of occasions when we haven't. So, no, I would, I, I think they should, whether they played for the club or not. Obviously, the experience of them, you know, and you we know them as, you know, exactly what you're getting essentially. Maybe maybe not so much with Ryan Kent is that there's a, you know, because from the stand that he had a couple of years ago to what we got last season, you know, dropped significantly. So maybe uh, it would be. Maybe you just judge it in a kind of player by player basis as to but Nathan Patterson, I would just uh, sound out Everson and just pick could we pick someone else from your squad instead of Nathan and <laughs> instead of the, the rest right. of them you know, let's see if we can be a wee bit creative here and, and plundering their squad for, for assets that maybe would be more useful to us than they got a left back kicking about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Could we have a wee look? Could we just come down and visit your training ground and pick one? <laughs> But I, I don't think uh, it's, I don't know why we do that. Maybe it's just because, you know, once a ranger, always a ranger. You know, they think we're going to hanker back after, you know, the glorious days. And I don't know why we do that. I think maybe the, the best uh, example that we have at the moment is, is Ross McCausland. Maybe we should be plundering our academy mm -hmm. for players who could uh, come into the squad and, and, and do a job, you know, rather than, you know, looking at, uh, you know, because if we're in a player trading model, then the academy players are, are where the money's to be made. So, uh, but I'm hoping that, you know, our director of football would, would, uh, is going to sort all this out and get us on the, the, the kind of straight and narrow. But again, as I said earlier, I think Philip Clement is the, is the man who should, in the absence of the director of football, which I think should be solved quite quickly, that he should be making the decisions here as to whether, <clears throat> you know, Ryan Kent's a goal or not. Nathan Patterson think, and Andrew said, I think that's La La Land stuff that Nathan Patterson yeah, might yeah. not have. It's not going to happen. You know, the, the level of salary he's on down there, you know, coming back to your squad, uh, that is just not going to happen. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, well, you mentioned Ross McCausland, and I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't have a lot of time to, to look at the Rangers' websites today, so I, I, this is a story I heard from you guys on the on the. On the WhatsApp room. Um, there's seemingly a story going around that Ross McCausland has been got the chance of to go to Italy. Is it Italian teams after him. Is there any truth in this? I don't know where this came from. This rumor. Yeah, I, I think it's something I've seen pop up on social media. Whether or not it's um, there may be genuine interest. Um, I mean, they seem to have named two teams. One of them being Roma, which I think is quite significant. I thought. I, Come to think of it, I thought I seen it was like a newspaper article in an Italian newspaper or something like that, saying that there was something that they were looking at. But I think if Rangers lose McCausland here, then <sighs> can the academy? To be honest, what's the point <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna see our academy players for four games and then lose them? Um, that's that would be the final nail in the coffin because it's. I mean, I can understand the Gilmore one was a wee bit more tricky because it was his first kind of professional contract. He was still classed as an amateur, I suppose. Um, and we just get out-punched by a big Premier League club with a lot of money. But in this case, come on, he's 20. We should have had a bit of better contract options in his last deal to give us an extension year. All these clauses and contracts nowadays come with an option for the club to extend the contract with if they are happy with progress. Um, I think if we get caught again, then we really need to have a look at ourselves and see what are we actually doing um, in terms of promoting our youth players. Well, Dave, that, the, the perfect thing to follow on from that statement is the DOF. Obviously, if we'd won in the place, that would be one of his jobs to do, sort out the contracts, make sure who's who's got a year to go, who's got two years to go, and act to that. I know, I know you're better. I've heard your version of the, the what you think of the DOF. Obviously, that was mostly in the daily news, which most people here won't have heard. So I'll let you give your opinion on the DOF, Dave. Well, the director of football, and you know, the Rangers have indicated that the, an appointment is imminent. Uh, and I mean, this is an absolutely crucial role and probably the most important at the club. Obviously, the head coach with Philip Clement. But the director, it's a very, very much a long-term project, which is, you know, and we, as we said, we've got to get off the cycle of, you know, appointing a different manager each year because we need some stability. And we need the, the director of football to be operating two, three, four transfer windows in advance, mm -hmm. so that we can we can, you know, tap into a stream of players who who will fit the player trading model in terms of you know their age, their, their ability, you know, their further development potential. You know, so that we get a steady stream of players, you know, hitting our first team squad, who will then gain some experience, and we can then shift on after a couple of years, you know, for hopefully mega bucks. But even if it's, you know, five, six, seven million pounds, 
that that's that's probably a few of them, a couple of season, and uh, the whole thing is is, is on rails. Because as Andrew said, you know, if, if Ross McCausland doesn't sign a long term contract for Rangers, you know, having broken into the first team, not looked out of place, he's now you know a full international for Northern Ireland. These are exactly the guys who we should have. We should have tied down, you know, some time ago because if. If, if, because if he's, Andrew's exactly right. Because if this guy walks and we get a development fee for Ross McCausland, then uh, he was well shutting the academy down. It's just uh, it's not serving a purpose for us for our club. You know, we're plowing money into it, and we're getting very little return from it. So I'm hoping the director of football will put you know the, the, the changes in place, putting whatever structure we need to make sure that we are getting the benefit of, of the talent that we're. We're bringing through our academy that we're getting a financial return on that because uh, it's for three hundred thousand pounds for McCausland would just be outrageous. So I'm hoping that you know Rangers are, are, are trying to, and all seems kind of last minute. You know that we, we can't have discovered in the last two months the potential of Ross McCausland. So we really need to get, get ahead of the curve here and, and signing tying these guys down into deals. You know, because he's twenty. You know, so. He should be on a professional contract, which Rangers can then benefit from if he chooses to move on, because at the moment we're exposed, which is not ideal. So the immediate uh, problem for the club is that we need to get the structure in place that's going to serve our purposes of operating on a player trading model that's going to generate finance for our club. So sooner the better. It's hard enough for us to like develop these players. It's, we know how hard it is for youngsters to break into our team. To then squander the opportunity to make a future fee on them is is untenable. That's ridiculous. It, yeah, it, it it's it's it, it's a damning sign in the entire academy as a whole. It, it sounds harsh to just discard the whole academy and, and talk down upon it for one player leaving. But given the circumstance that you can maybe count how many successful academy graduates we've had in the last 10 years on, on one hand, squandering opportunities to make a lot of money for the club and, and reinvest into the youth academy itself or other players is ridiculous. Um, hopefully, you know, I, I think we all know how much of a Rangers fan he is, his family all... I mean, it comes coming through at Linfield, obviously... David Healy, former Rangers player, um, is their manager and coming to Rangers. I think it seemed like it was his dream come true. Um, he seems to love every second in the blue shirt. So I'd, I'd, I'd be sad if he, if we were to lose him. Um, but again, top players. I, I think he'll be a really, really best starlet for, for Northern Ireland, especially the kind of the kind of hit the end of the, the end of the era of their, uh, the kind of aging out of the star players. Um, Dallas, Davis, you know, these kind of guys that have been in their team for so long are kind of coming to the end of their, their careers, at least on an international level, and he could be part of a bright kind of uh, new group. So I, I think he'll be a really good player for, for, hopefully for Rangers and definitely for his nation. Scott, of course, if everybody drops their academy, then there'll be no players coming through at all. So somebody's, we've got to, somebody's got to keep an academy, and I, I think... Rangers should be one of the teams, but we should be hoovering up most of the Scotch, Scots talent. The Scotch talent, I'll leave that to myself to hoover up, but that, that's another another story. What, what's your what's your view on the, the, 
keeping the keeping the academy open. Uh, where where do you think the academy is letting us down? And another thing that I, I think as well, most players that do come through, the likes of McCausland, the likes of Patterson, it's just an off chance that a player get injured, and then then they actually see what they can do in the first team. I think a team like Rangers, the likes of Motherwell, or the likes of Hearts, they can afford to put in young players. But Rangers must win, must win, must win. They don't dare. Managers don't dare to put in young players. Aye, but this is what I've been buying my drum about for a Camonipod day. It's, it's how we're managing these youngsters. We're not managing these youngsters at all. But maybe beginning to see it now. But if Stephen Davis doesn't come in as interim manager, Ross McCausland doesn't get a start, Zach Lovelace doesn't get a start, so we don't see before that we weren't promoting youth in the slightest. What I've been saying for months on end is when we're three, two, three now up at home, we should be good enough to bring these boys on to get some minutes in for the first team and show what they can do to get into the manager's thoughts. First up, we're not seeing it. We're obviously not seeing it just now because of the kind of where we're at we Clement coming in and stuff like that, it's completely understandable. He's preferred senior players just now. But it's something in the future that, that needs to be seen. See, instead of giving, like, say we get Bailey, we get Arwa away in the cup, the Scottish Cup, right? We get them the third round. There's no point in bringing Bailey Rice in and all these different players and giving them a run out for 90 minutes. That does absolutely nothing. Bud these boys in when we're, when we're up and winning, winning matches and we're comfortable. Teach them about game management. Give them game experience. Let them showcase what they can actually do. Because what is the point in having an academy if we're not going to do that? Do you know what I mean? Yes, the academy should stay open. Of course the academy should stay open. That's but that's not even something that should be even getting thought about. Is it shutting down? Um, because we've got good young players there. It's how we're going to bleed them through. And we're not bleeding them through properly. We have not for years on end. Years on end. But there you go. There you go, Scott. Sorry to butt in, butt in while you middle your hands, but I'll give you a chance to answer it. There, you, there, there you're talking about the, the, us bringing them through. Mm-hmm. Now, Lovely came in, played right wing, was best man in the park up till he uh-huh. got injured. McCausland's come in, played right wing, and done absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. You ask any Rangers, I think we've all said it in the last the last couple of pods, ask any Rangers supporter what position do we need to fill, they all say right wing. Aye, exactly, exactly. And see just, see just for a record, see whatever money Scott Wright's been robbing off a Rangers since he signed. You should get it with Ross McCausland. You should get it with Ross McCausland. Put him on the same money. Show him that we value him. Show him that we value his potential. That he is wanted at Rangers. That he is going to get a game. That he is going to get a long-term contract for his family and a bit of security. He is going to get to actually fulfil his boyhood dream. Most of the boys in the academy must be sitting scratching their heads at how how it's going to happen because it's took a complete fluke for these boys to come through otherwise we wouldn't be looking at them Leon King got absolutely ruined last year in the Champions League absolutely ruined that he's still recovering for it no wonder he's playing bad for under 21s he's probably still awake at night for what happened <laughs> in the Champions League last year that should never have been that should never have been allowed I know we're stretched and all that but we should have had other other uh, contingencies in place to stop that from happening instead of putting them at the back with James Sands. I mean, what were, we, what were we actually thinking? Putting a young boy like that up against Mo Sava? <laughs> yeah, but we've, we've, not, we've, we've not learned. We've not learned, Scott, because we're in the same position this year. We're probably going to have to play him against Arisol. Aye, probably going to have to play him, play him against Aris Limassol. Wait, 
season pros run about him is a completely different a, di- a completely different situation to playing him against guys like Darwin Nunes and Mo Salah. You seen if you seen the boys Liverpool took off the bench last season. We were one we were one each at half time, one nil up at half time. They pulled Thiago Salah and somebody else off the bench. The quality's ridiculous. And Leon King's in the park at 18 year old. It's absolutely ludicrous that that was even allowed to happen. It's potentially ruined that young boy's career. That he's had to go and rebuild. Um, he's rushed out and about putting him in a contract. He's been putting a long-term contract and we've not seen him since. He should be bringing him in. Getting him 20 minutes here and there. Let him build his cell back up. Manage his players properly. And I hope for I hope that Phil Clement's going to do that. It looks I like the way he's handling McCausland just now. He's gave him a couple of bits of action, a bit of taste. And then he's gave him a start against Livingston, and now he's got a now he's got a cap from Northern Ireland. This is when you need to watch because young players bring in consistencies, but you need to manage their minutes. You need to manage their minutes, and it needs to be done properly. I just hope with the rejig with the academy in the summer with Zeb Jacobs taking um, the other boys' job, I can't mean Craig Mulholland's job, that we're going to see a better pathway getting created to first team because I mean it's not. It doesn't, it's not really adding up. And see, just my one last point as what I say at the beginning of the pod, it doesn't matter who we play to back against Lamazol because they shouldn't be allowed to attack us in the first place. They're utter garbage. We, trust me, we owe them one on Thursday night. We absolutely more than owe them one. I'm a bit concerned now that um, <laughs> we've, we've talked about Scott Wright there. And it's like, I'm, I'm concerned somebody will go into a deep dive and somehow join the dots and say if we played McCausland in the Europa League final instead of. Scott Wright, the member that won the thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that. I'm, I'm, I'm not meaning that. I'm just. Like, oh no, I, I, I 100% get it. I don't get know how much. That. I don't get. I know how much Scott Wright's on, but he's been robbing a wage office for the best part of two and a half, three years. Do you know it. what I mean? Yeah, he's been yeah. walking out for doing nothing. He's not produced anything. A, a couple of goals and at Hamden, fine. But what levels of consistency the boy showed? That's, well, that's that, puts, that, puts me, that puts me on nicely to the next question, uh, Scott. Who do we want to move out? Obviously, Wright is in the top of your list. Um, we've got Roof, Davies. Now, whether you would get rid of Dessers at this time, I very, very much doubt it. I, I think he'll be here for at least a couple of years. Well, I hope, just hope they improves, but I doubt he'll be ready to go anywhere. Now, Lammers, he seems to be, from what we've heard during the week, Lammers seems to, to be one of the, the, the sort of my guys that Rangers mm-hmm. rate really high. So, Andrew, who do you think should be on this list? Obviously, I think uh, Wright and Roof will probably be on everybody's list. Um, I, yeah, I, I, th- I, I won't. I'm not going to chuck Scott Wright under the. the I'm not going to. I'm not going to chuck him in and say that I, I don't want him at the club. But I think he, he showed in glimpses that he can be a really good player. Um, I, he needs I, to be one of those players that he needs to. He he falls in the, the inconsistent category, but you can say the same about a lot of players. Um, see, see, Nicole, and Andrew, see, just for a record, I wasn't, I wasn't saying Scott Wright's a bad player. Or I get that. I don't get want him at a club. I was just saying that he, he just steals money. Well, yeah, he does. He has done. He has done until now. He's playing under come on. He has done until now. We can't even can deny that. Sorry, I just want to take that in. Yeah. Andrew Matondo, would, you, would he be on your list? No, I give him the key to the city already. Um, <laughs> he's, he's going nowhere. Um, I think he will have it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to when he gets back um, from his injury. I think Clement could be a 
the perfect manager for him, um, especially where, where the wingers are the, the, the places that we're, we're really looking at. Um, so but I think he'll definitely get game time because Clement will want to see what he's got um, to assess him. Um, I think he was really hitting a vein of form before he got injured. Um, you get people that the guys behind me at Ibrox couldn't stand him up until he hit that vein of form. And even they were crying out when he, he, he pulled up uh, with his injury. So that says a lot to me. Uh, Ruth, I think he needs to have a grown-up conversation with himself and ask, does he still have a career in football? Yeah, I think it's his injury list is ridiculous. And it's not, it's not a, I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm not trying to slag him off. I'm just trying to think of, he, he can't keep coming in to a season. He'll be on good wages, of course he is. He's he had a high-caliber career before he came to the club. We paid a nice amount of money to get him to the club. But the amount of games he's missed due to injury, is it's uh, I'd like to see the number. I think I've seen it a while ago. I can't remember what it is, but it's, it's a considerable amount of games that he's missed out on. Um, and obviously, he's still getting paid a wage. I think... The club need to actually have a say in it. That either we're going to have to just terminate the contract and get it over and done with, or that Kamar's going to need to come to the decision himself. He's, I don't think, in the amount of money he's getting paid, he'll say he's not going to turn that down. I don't think anybody would turn it no, down. No. I mean, but I think it's a real conversation that we can't keep pushing down the road. It's not getting any better. Um, it, well, they say it gets better, and then it doesn't. So it, it obviously isn't, and we're not getting to the bottom of it. So we need to have that conversation. Um, it, it's it's a shame because just looking, I was watching some games from like the fifty five season um, when he was fat. He was superb. I mean, that's that that's the thing. I've always said that if Kumar Roof was didn't have injury problems in his career, he wouldn't have came to Rangers in the first place. He was he was he was at Leeds, you know, but that kind of level, he wouldn't have come come to Rangers if he was fat because he would have been superb. He would have been a Premier League striker. So I, I don't see, I just don't see us having a future with Kemar Roof in the team, which I'm sure leaves a striker space open. Um, I'll leave my pick for that until we talk about incomings, but I think we all kind of know who it, it could be. Um, I'm sure Scotty saying the name will light up our group chat, but uh, we'll see We'll see how it goes. Okay. Um the, the one player that sort of made the, the sort of headlines this week as well was our own Yanis Hadji. Dave, I know you're a, a big supporter of him. How was until he sort of had been hinting that he preferred to stay in Spain. I think he's come out with quite a few things uh, the last few days where he says he loves it in Spain and he always wanted to play in Spain. And uh, I don't see him coming back. I, I see him being a part of our uh, selling players on for for more money than they brought us in, uh, would, would would you would you think if is, is his statements said then to you the last few days? As I said, you were a big supporter of him. Yeah, I, I would like to see Yanis Hadji <clears throat> back at the club because you know under the new manager, I think you know there's a because if we can get a tune out of Scott Wright, then we can certainly get a tune out of Yanis Hadji. So. No, I would like to see him back because I think he's a quality player. He's just uh, a few notches above <clears throat> most of the players that are in our squad. So 
it's just a shame that if Giannis has already decided that Spain's for him, then I certainly wouldn't be standing in his way and uh, take the fee and uh, plow it into something else. But uh, again, it, it comes back to getting the director of football in place and you know that structure in place so that we can make just longer term decisions here. We know we shouldn't be, uh, we are, but we shouldn't be focused on the January transfer window. These uh, decisions should be made a year in advance, you know, of, of where the, the squad is going, what our strengths and weaknesses are, what our priorities in terms of, of strengthening, and as we roll through the transfer windows, you know, addressing these issues. So I, I think it's it's going to be probably a couple of years. I mean, obviously we've got games, you know, you know, this month and next month, and we've got a whole load of them that are very important. You know, we've got the European qualification, we've got the League Cup final. And then, you know, but at the end of December, we'll get them. So there's uh, games which must be won here, and we need to do it with the squad that we've got. So, in terms of the January transfer window next summer, the transfer windows after that, we need to put the structure in place that's going to serve our best interests. You know, and that's going to cover the issues like Ross McCausland, Yannis Hadji, Scott Wright, Kemar Roof, you know, all of these things. Because the manager's just in the door, and he's, as he said, he's been. You know, an observation period. So, which I'm hoping that 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 will be coming to an end, where you know Philip Clement will start making decisions and who who makes the cut, who doesn't, and then start uh, working on on and getting the squad that he wants. Obviously, we need a director of football in like probably two weeks ago. You know, to start you know formulating these decisions, letting the people know who. I mean, Kemar Roof, as Andrew's just said, <clears throat> that conversation is long overdue. We came out with you know for the for the money. Someone's just listed, you know, the sort of salaries that Rangers are, are you know, paying out to some of these guys who just don't contribute, you know, on a weekly basis to our, to our uh, you know hopes for success. And we, we need to uh, we need to address that. You're not going to get them all right, you know. And there's always going to be injuries. It's just part of the game. But I think we should be, uh, you know. The player profile that we, we want to see should be, you know, well known in advance and that the direct, director of football will lining these guys up you know, a year in advance so that we uh, our turnover of, of the squad isn't so disruptive as it has been this summer so that we're effectively, you know, we've got a whole load of new guys in this summer. Michael Beale tried to bolt the whole thing together, fell to bits, but now we've got Clement in, hopefully with the director of football, we start putting you know, a, a proper structure in place. Because my observation about Philip Clement is that he's clear, and he has mentioned that he's looking on you know, individual development plans for each of the players. It's not, it's not the one size fits all thing, you know, just get out there and, and run several miles for me. And, and you can tell you know, that from the, the wee touchline talks that he has with the players going on the pitch and coming off the pitch, that he's, uh, he's putting his thoughts into their head so I'm hoping that we, in, in, in the immediate term, which will be a, a big ask, but in the longer term, our, our squad will start to benefit from this. And, and you know, as, as I've already said, you know, with it, a director of football in place, we should, we should just be more professional in our, our recruitment and in managing the squad. Oh, the last name was uh, was it Dimitri De Conte? Oh, I think it was you, you call him. I haven't got it in front of me, but I think he was the last name mentioned. And yeah, it's sort of I went all quiet again in that front. There was just 
whether there was any seriousness in it, I don't know. It was, uh, I think, the one of these Rangers websites. It's puts things up for clickbait more than more than anything. Oh, half the stuff that they put up isn't true anyway, but the people click on it. Um, yeah, I really want to. I'm conscious of the time. I really want to go into the game on Sunday, Scott. What do you? What, what, what do you think? What? what do you, do, the likes. Let's say Suter's Suter's fit. Mm-hmm. Do we drop Golson for Sunday and play Suter and Davies together? So, so as that will be for the Europe game. No, absolutely not. The league's our priority. Our best players need to play. Connor Golson's our best centre back. One hundred percent. There's there's ways and means of getting players' minutes. And if if Suter's going to be the guy to play next Thursday, then he'll get those minutes at some stage. Um, Sunday needs to be, again, a convincing good performance. We're, we're due, I kinda, we're due to kinda go to Petodre and have a comfortable win. It's been a wee while for we've done it. Um, I do believe we're going to do it. I do believe we're going to get a 2-0 win or something. I think it's going to be a relatively decent performance as well. Um be interesting to see what the manager's going to line up with. Um, be interesting to see how he's going to go against Aberdeen. This is we're coming up. These next twelve matches are going to shape our season. Now. Um, ideally, we could be if we win all our games, we're two points behind Celtic. We're in a title race. We're not out a title race just now. Um, that's easy. That's easier said than done in terms of going out and winning twelve matches. But it's kind of what needs to be done. We could be progressed in Europe and we could be um we could have a cup in the bag as well. That's kinda where we're at. We just need to keep taking it one game at a time and keep winning. In terms for Sunday I've 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 not got the same anxiety about the game as what I would have had if Michael Beale was manager. I'd be dreading it on Sunday if Michael Beale was manager because I'd be I'd be sitting thinking, are we going to get a draw? Aberdeen are going to come out and Obviously, they raised their game against us. It's a well-known fact, but we should raise their game against them as well. I mean, only <laughs> we're a better team than them, so it's about time we, we come out and we start showing it to these lesser teams in the league. We all due respect. That's that's what they are in terms of the size of the club. Um, it's about time we remind ourselves who we actually are, and what we can do, and we start showing it in the park. Since come on to come in, we're doing a lot more. They were talking on the park, which is decent. Um, and just one, just one last wee word. I'm, I'm a yes man to Lauren Shanklin coming in in January. <laughs> oh, I was trying to not mention that. I was trying to get through the show without mentioning Shanklin. There you go. You managed to get him in, Scott. You managed to get him in. I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on quickly. Andrew, we've almost got a full squad for, for the weekend. Almost, not quite. Lovelace isn't there, and I don't know about Suter, whether he's uh, going to be, be fit again. What, what, what a, 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 a positive having so many players to pick from for the climb on. Hi, it's a. Uh, I'm trying to think the last time we, we probably had an injury sheet that wasn't as long as what the American Declaration of Independence. Um, it, it's it's ridiculous. Um, the doctors deserve a break. Um, <laughs> maybe they basically put on the job, actually, to be fair. Um, but yeah, it'd be good to have like lots of like food for thought for who can slot in in what position. 
you know, I think there's a lot of players in there that are yet to hit their peak. I th- I'm really looking forward to Matondo Mania under Clement. Um, I'm I've been happy seeing Tom Lawrence being back in and around the squad. Um, I think he before he got injured the first time was on fire. I think he had something like six goal involvements in four games or something like that. It was he was kind of carrying us in that kind of early kind of season to start under Geo. Um, lots of lots of players in this team can go and have an impact on games. You know, get goals, get assists. I'm really looking forward to it. The, the sooner the better. Um, it's been a long. But that's the main thing is it's been a long time coming. It's this this it can't go on with us having an injury list. This, but I'd hate to see if you were printing it out how much it would cost in printer ink because of how long it would be. It's ridiculous. Um, so. The sooner we have these guys back, the better. And then it's up to the manager to to do what he does, do what he's paid to do and, and, and pick the team that's right for him and, and he thinks can go win games and do it comfortably. Dave, what would you, what, what, what team, would, would you stick to the same team or do you think there's players that have been injured that will come in? Uh, I don't think Lammers is going to be moved out of the centre. I, I think Cantwell is going to be uh, shoehorned in somewhere, possibly. What, what do you think? What do you think the, the, the sort of a setup will be? Hey, well, I'm pretty much going to trust uh, Philip Clement for this because I'm hoping that we can uh, uh, just take to Petodre just as we did Dens Park, you know, because I mean, Aberdeen are ninth in the league, they are the, the model of inconsistency. So, I mean, all, all they will have is the is the blood and thunder, you know, for the first 10 minutes, you know, when as they breathe fire in the tunnel and the fans were foaming at their mouth as, as the two teams take to the pitch. Rangers have to just stand up to that physically and mentally. And uh, I think, you know, and just grind them down. So they're not a good side. We are, we, we're miles ahead of them. Uh, and I'm sure with a few players back, you know, Tom Lones here, put them in the midfield. You know, I, I don't know where Raskin is in terms of his fitness, but we should have the we've got the, the squad there to uh, to do this. It's it's all about mostly, I think, our attitude, and uh, I just I would hope that what we did at Dens Park we can reproduce. You know, it was the on Sunday. We we just, I mean, I think treat the opposition with respect, but not too much respect. Remember, you know who we are playing. It's and I, I really don't want to big them up in any way because all, all they do is of the effort. And it's it's if it's it's not a try that who can try the hardest contest. It's who's the better football team contest. And for me, you know, Rangers will win ninety-nine times out of a hundred. So, you know, the, the game at Ibrox was just uh, that was the, at the end of Beals. That was just, I mean, for the. Because we should have been, you know, probably a couple of goals up before the, the, the bloody ceiling caved in on us. Uh, I'm hoping that we'll be in a much more mentally stronger place than, than we were that day. So uh, it's, it's our own doing. Rangers Rangers should win this game on Sunday. If we don't, something's, something's not worked. Dave, can you remember, is, is that sort of a cup final atmosphere, has that always been with Aberdeen? I mean, I've, I've not been up to Petodre at, at all, I don't think. I mean, are you, I know we used to go up there and fear going up there because the players like Martin Button, Mar, Mar, Martin Bucking 
and uh, McLeish, of course, played up there. That was a, a fantastic team. In fact, they, they won Europe, one of the European Cups. A fantastic team. We used to fear going up there because of that, but now we seem to, yeah, I won't say fear going up there, but we know when we go up there, it's a cup final. Has it always been like that? <clears throat> no, no, it hasn't. I, mean, I remember when we used to go up to Aberdeen, you know, and what would be pretty much a, it's just a routine away game. And I think it's, it should have, during the nine in a row years, it was pretty much a routine away game. I mean, the, I can think of Mark Haley scoring some fantastic goals up there, you know, and, and, and putting them to the sword, you know, Fernando Rickson leathering one in from <clears throat> 25 yards. But Big Amoruso, gosh, I mean, no, it's, uh, I think it's all in their heads that they think they're, uh, they're arrivals for Rangers. They are not. I mean, the, they beat us at Ibrox, was it last season? And I think it was the first time in, gosh, it was over a decade since they, we had lost at Ibrox to them. So I don't think we should be uh, bigging them up in any way because, you know, the, I think probably other teams have probably done better at Ibrox and, and, and we've, we've had a harder time at Easter Road than Petodley. So let's, uh, let's not overestimate the job at hand here. We have got more than enough in, a, in the tank mm-hmm. to uh, take care of them on Sunday. So I think we, we, we take to the pitch with that in mind. We should be a lot fitter now that... that... And, and plus the fact uh, Clement's had two two more weeks with the players on the training park apart from one or two players that have been on international duty yeah. Scott what, what I always find great is Aberdeen the last time that they always bring on Mr uh, Johnny Hayes as a, a and I've got a photo of Mr Hayes there you go they always bring him on to Play out the games these days. I hope he starts from the from the start. Do you know it? Hi, hi. No man, it's an old man. <laughs> My cousin don't tell him a new one. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, I'm sorry, Dave, did you see the likeness there is uncanny? You know, I mean, I think <laughs> they could be related. <laughs> that's that's what I thought, Dave, as well, but. I mean, I, I suppose you could say the same with me as well, right enough. <laughs> um, no, that's uh, it does, it does really look like them. Anyway, I am conscious of the time and we will need to move on. Andrew, if you will say your goodbyes and give us a score for uh, for Sunday. Yeah, thanks again. Thanks to all the listeners. Thanks, guys, for tonight. It's been good fun, as always. Talking about the Jers, um, I will say it'll be a comfortable result. I don't see it being the same scoreline as when they went to Parkhead because they're trying harder. Um, obviously, I think uh, I wouldn't have called it trying at Parkhead. Um, it's a good thing for, for Celtic when when Johnny Hayes plays uh, for Aberdeen, but for more than one reason. Um, but yeah, I think it will be four. I'll say four. I'm not going to say six or seven. I'll say four to the Jers. Four nil. Well, there you go. Davey, will you go one better than that, or do you not have that confidence to? No, I'm going one less than that. I'm going for 4-1. Four, 4-1. One. Four, one. Just because. Yeah. <laughs> Any want to add a scorer? <laughs> what about Tavernier Mr. Tessie? Penalty. Ta- penalty to Rangers. 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And he puts it down the middle. 
Yeah, it's okay <laughs> when he puts it as long as it hits the back of the net. Penenka. Um, Penenka. I'm not sure you don't have Penenka yet. That'd be good. Hey, I'm going to go 2 0 Rangers. I didn't double. Nice and simple. Okay, I'll go 3 0 to the Rangers. I think Cantwell will get one. I'll go for a Tavernier penalty as well, just to, just, just, just to sicken the, the other mob. And I, I hope Mr. Lammers gets one, to be honest with you. I think it'll give him give his confidence a, a, a boost. I've got a, on Saturday, I am going to see FC20 against PSV. So I said I was I was going out on Saturday. That that will be the beginning. Well, the beginning of the evening will probably be in the pub. And then we'll be moving on to to FC20 ground and they're watching the game there. So I've got a busy weekend in front of me. All I can say is thanks for listening in. As I said, join our members page for just £1 a month. And all I can say is have a good night, have a good weekend, and bye-bye for now. Which I have made a... When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.